Hey, this is Jake and Max from Origami Crane. And thanks for having us on We Podcast and We Know Things. No, we were supposed to say <laughs> this is, we're introducing the podcast, not thanks for having us. <laughs> oh, God. Are we fired? Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 148 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of last week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business. Sam Atura. Well, the Phillies are losing one nothing. <laughs> yeah, after a home run, Anthony Rizzo home run. I have him on my fantasy team selfishly. Ah, you bet. But it is one nothing Cubs. It is nothing nothing Eagles Jaguars. We here on Thursday night, August fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. Only two more episodes to record in this house before I move, and it's gone forever. But hey, we, we had a good run. We did. We had a solid run. We had over one hundred thirty episodes in this three, damn house. Three years. Uh, three years running. More, more than three years. Insane. <sighs> oh, Greg getting off. Well, well, now we're back on track. <laughs> if you want to go to wepodcastmeknowthings.com, it's got links to all of our social medias. You can give us a follow. We'd appreciate it. Uh, or a like. Uh, if you'd like to buy something from our store, it's got links to our store and links to our Patreon. If you want to help support us monetarily each month, we kick you back a reward, including you can get your questions heard on the air if you want to send us an audio question uh, via email or via Patreon for our $5 and up subscribers. You can get it read every week and we'll answer it for you right here on the show. And if you're not a patron uh, but you still want to get our opinion on something, ask us. Shoot us an email. Anytime you want, we podcast and we know things, all one word, at gmail.com. We will answer the sh- uh, question on the air and read it on the air. So feel free to do that. We love interacting with the team. And thank you. We couldn't do it without the We Pod Squad. That is Ion Ryan and MRC Tech presents the last podcast. We appreciate you guys. Sean and Ryan do a great job for the show, a great job for the network. And we appreciate the love that you guys have been giving them because a lot of great feedback has gone to the episodes. We really do appreciate it. Um, but man, we got another packed show tonight. It's, it's always good to see because sometimes you don't know: is it going to be slow? Is it going to be busy? It, you know what? And it's not the fastest news week ever. It's a little bit of a slow news week. But what I like about this week is the stories are cool. So yeah. while we don't have a billion stories tonight, it's a lot of cool stuff we want to talk about. We're going to do trivia to kick the show off. Then after that, uh, it, we have a crazy story in the realm of Pokemon trading cards, uh, and then a little bit of wrestling. Kind of. Maybe some chicken. Uh, I got a little bit of a story about wrestling and chicken, which is always fun. We're going to start in the movie section, go to television. Sam's going to take over and end in gaming. Uh, then we go back to music for one story, then a couple stories in wrestling, couple stories in comics, our picks of the week, and we will get out of here. Go ahead. Because you know I like to close it down in the gaming space. That's right. <laughs> you know we have two more segments. He'll close it out in the gaming space. Uh, it's 2-2 two to two for trivia. First to 11. Win by 2. Sam has 2. I have 2. We got to win by 2. But we got to get to 11 first. Sam, you go first. Okay. This one, I was just... I fell down the YouTube hole. And I was... It was like the history of image comics. Stuff like that. So I, I, didn't, I didn't even know this answer. What is the biggest selling comic book of all time? Like the single book? Single issue. Single issue comic Superman book. number one. Final answer. I mean, no, but I, I, I actually love your guess. <laughs> but it's Jim Lee's X-Men. X-Men oh, okay. number one. Okay. Over eight million. Wow. Dollars sold for the book? Eight million copies. Oh, eight million copies sold. So next you think was that. Then you had Rob Liefeld's X-Force at five. You had Dan Jurgen's Adventures of Superman at 4.2. And then McFarlane's Spider-Man was like 2.5 million. Gotcha. 
your trivia question. Last week, I asked you what gen Zigzagoon debuted in. It was Gen 3. So oh we understood. I was like, if he has it again, I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> it's Gen 3, just as we discussed last week, but Sam inevitably forgot. Uh, so I'm going back to the well, my friend. Gen 3. You went back into a question. What is the name of the region of Gen 3? For example, Gen 1 is Kanto. I don't know. Names. <laughs> it can't be right. Not Gen 7 is Alola. It sounds ridiculous. I want to hear it now. I'm thinking Johto. Johto? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Go Johto. Johto is Gen 2. God damn it. Yeah, it's Hoenn. I would have never got it. Yeah. Because if you would have, if was that on the answers? If I asked for it, Jodo was on the answers. All right, I would have said it no matter yeah. what because that's the first name that popped up. I feel like we're never gonna get to eleven ever again. Nope. And we've only. I want to <laughs> recap out there for everybody that we we fancy ourselves as in the in the intelligent individuals, and this is we've been doing trivia for over two years now. I'd say maybe about two years, about two thirds of the podcast. We are only on our fourth go-around of trivia, and it's first to 11. Pathetic. So it's kind of semi-pathetic. It's well, about. I mean, it's yeah, been about 100 weeks It's been a broad questions all over the place. So we are about, we are about you know, 40% on the correct answer, and that's, that's fine. I'll take it. That's fine, because we don't tell each other what the questions are about or anything like that. So basically, we're testing each other's knowledge. Like, Sam knew that I had no shot at the comic thing, and I kind of knew Sam had no shot at the Pokemon thing. <laughs> But, you know. So fair play. So if so facto, it was yeah. fine. Uh, again, we'll start off in, in a crazy story tonight about some Pokemon cards. And um, I listen, growing up, who didn't have Pokemon cards? Of course. Cards, right? Who didn't have Pokemon cards? But more importantly, who didn't have the base set? Right? Growing up, we got the first run ever of Pokemon yep. cards. 102 cards. My favorite, the water energy. Uh, and we had, and, and the thing is, we didn't know how to play it. And there was no internet back in 98. To like let us know this is how yeah, you play. Way before it. You, you had to get the strategy and guides and stuff like that. And I just wasn't doing that. The reason I love Pokemon cards growing up was because I like to draw them. So I yeah. took the card and then drew it on a bigger piece and hung it in my room. Yeah. My first ever one was Scyther, and that's probably why he was my favorite, favorite Pokemon. That makes sense. Him and Alakazam was just like that's it for me. Um, but uh, that's my attachment well, to cards and no, trading no, with my three. friends. <laughs> what what was what's like your attachment to Pokemon cards? I I just. I can't remember. Like, I I think I remember trying to battle with, like, Carmen and Machi back in the day. Because I know you had to, like, add, like, a fire or take one away. Like, I remember there was a lot to it. There is a lot to it. I've played legitimately. Sean Carcini and I played in his house a couple different times. I just times. think that we I whipped all, that ass, by it, the way. I think we all just, like, loved the show so much that we just picked up the cards. Just like The we, games, like, too. Like I was I got to. into the games before the show. That's how I, I was introduced to Pokemon. I, honestly, I can't. <laughs> Actually. I can't I was, remember what came first. I was actually, I may have been introduced to Pokemon through the cards. Do you remember how you got your first ever mm-hmm. Pokemon card? No. I do. Mm-hmm. And I know Yu Gi Oh, but not Pokemon. Yeah. And I, you were more into the Yu Gi Oh, the oh, magic. No, 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 no. Magic Mon- was magic. Right. So you were Yu Gi Oh. You had a little Beyblade a little bit. Oh, I was had big, me, me and Warhammer. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, Warhammer. I was big. A lot of Warhammer. I was strictly I still have Pokemon. my guys. Yeah. I was strictly Pokemon. And I remember fourth grade. Uh, the recess slot before school started. I thought they were saying the show recess. Derek Warren, a guy in my grade, um, 
had a binder and he was selling Pokemon cards. And in fourth grade, mm-hmm, selling them for seventy five cents a piece. Probably to get a pretzel or maybe it was hot lunch or pizza fry or, uh, or candy candy Friday. Yeah, Car- get a Carmelo yeah, or uh, a crackle or a crackle. They're the best. Um, is it Carmelo or Caramelo? Are you a Caramelo or Caramelo? Really? Carmelo? It's Carmelo. No, Carmelo. Carmelo, right? Carmelo. Okay. Uh, you people that say caramel. Uh-uh. Um, so he was selling them, and I bought one card, 75 cents, Charmeleon. It's the okay. first card I ever, ever owned, wow. and from there it was just an addiction. To answer your question about be- Scyther being on my list, he's not in base set. So oh, okay, no. that makes he sense. He was in the second okay. run. He was in Fossil. Okay. So I think Fossil is what it was called. But uh, the reason we even bring this up is the complete base set, so all 102 cards, and it was actually 103rd. There was two Pikachus in the lot. Um, all first edition. So first edition, everyone from Alakazam to a Water Energy, which I actually don't know if that's true, if the Water Energy was first I think edition. it was. I think it was. I don't know if they made the first editions in the Energy cards. I, but I think I remember seeing that in the base they, set. They were all – it was definitely in the base yeah. set. They were all there, one of every card, two Pikachus. I just – I don't know if the base set – or if, the, if they even made first edition Energy cards, but they're all in there. Sold in mint condition, perfectly, like wonderfully made, uh, not made, uh, preserved, preserved yeah. graded, all that stuff. $107,000 for 103 Pokemon cards, all first edition. I, I, I was just shocked when I saw that amount. I was like, huh? Yeah. I, I remember having Charizard first edition. I remember having. Well, you're beat Venusaur. out now because that's that's thousands of dollars for a first edition Charizard mint condition. If it, well, if you want like a 10, I, I, I've seen prices and it's yeah. just like, that's one card I really wish I held on to. That's I wish I'd got. It's like I wish I had all my cards because not only did I get rid of them, Anthony Pino and I went down the shore uh, the summer of seventh or eighth grade, okay. and his grandma bought us all new base sets because oh, wow. we didn't have ours, yeah. and we sold them again. So not only did I get rid of my cards once, I got rid of my cards yeah. twice, like an idiot, because well, I, I was a skateboarder, two yeah, hey, Pokemon when you, when cards. You need money, you know, you got to do. What you I didn't. Do. I was thirteen, yeah. <laughs> twelve. I didn't need. Dude, I, I probably needed a new skateboard or something. I I sold recently, probably maybe last year. I sold eighty percent of the rest of my Yu Gi Oh cards total. I probably got a thousand dollars. Yeah. And I was like, and I think I was like, I probably should have kept half of those. Yeah, but hey, need the money. Well, it's it's really cool to see that, um, like the the base set is still valued high because that's what we grew up with and and I love base set. They actually re released base set a year or two ago, um, just to kind of commemorate the first ever yeah. run of Pokemon cards. They weren't really competitively viable. There was some changes in the move sets and stuff, so it wasn't one for one. They had some reverse hollows. But, like, I look at those holographs, and I'm like, damn, dude, you had some cool holographs. So what Sam and I did was, uh, out of the 102 available base set cards, we went through all of them, and we picked our top three. So our top three for the week is going to be top three base set cards for the, remember, has to be in base set. So if it was not in base set for the TCG, it cannot be on our list. Sam, kick us off. My number three, I went with Ninetales. I remember, so was that a hollow? It was. Yeah. It was. It was another card that I remember having. I remember... One of the reasons I do remember, I had to look it up, but I remember it had Fire Blast. And I remember it did 8, well, I looked to make sure, but it did 80 damage. And besides Charizard in the base set, I don't think anyone else's move was that high. Uh, Maybe Solar Beam by Venusaur? Well, oh, Ninetales was 12th out of 102 in rarity. I like to do that stuff. Okay. Um Two normal energies for lore. If your opponent has any benched Pokemon, choose one of them give, and switch and you it. Take away a fire for the Fire Blast. Fire Blast. Discard one Fire oh. Energy card attached to Ninetales in order to use this attack, and it costs four Fire Energy. It had 80 HP, and it dealt 80 HP. Yeah. It was 
a one normal energy retreat cost. Very smart and very vengeful. Grabbing one of its many tails could result in a thousand year curse. I love the Pokedex entry. Yeah, they're, they always stuff. give you some crazy all shit. All that. But uh, yeah, so Nine Tails was your number three. I love Nine Tails. Yeah. I love Alola Nine Tails from from yeah. Sun and Moon. I love that one. Uh, my number three, non holographic. I I went. I wanted to go three holograms, and I was like, man, do I ever want to say these two? Blah blah blah. But I kept both the ones off my list, and I went with one of the first cards I remember owning that I got in a pack that I was super psyched. And the reason I even love this Pokemon to this day is Electabuzz. I love the oh. Electabuzz card. Um, it's it's Electabuzz with muscles. Yeah. It's holographic. Kinda, no, it's not holographic. No. no. Um, huh. It is twenty out of one hundred and two in rarity. But like, check all these cards out when you go when you're listening to this. Google the the base set and just type in the Pokemon's name. It'll come up right then and there. What I don't love about the base set is now that this set, or not even about the base set, what I don't love about this story, Sam, about the 107K, is now people know what they're worth. I put that in quotes because these are first edition. Oh, prices definitely went up. Facebook Marketplace is taking heavy advantage. Heavy. If you're going to put a Blastoise out on Facebook Marketplace and you're charging over $1,000. That's crazy. That's not for Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. That Take it to a store. Yeah. Now, to put at, at that point, put it on eBay or send it to like yeah. an auction house. Something. If you're, if, you're, if you're expecting to get that much money, yeah. the auction house is the way to go. My number two, love this Pokemon, Gyarados. Five, I think. No. I don't think it was that rare. Six. It was five it, or it six. It was that rare. 100% I mean, five just, or six. Knowing that he came from a goddamn magic carp, that all he did was splash to evolve into this freaking monster. I remember, I think he, what do you have? Hydro Pump or Dragon's Rage? Dragon Rage for oh. 50, three oh. water energies, just straight, 100 HP. Oh, yeah. So was that was his solid defensive. The, car, the card was always weird because it didn't look like a Gyarados. It was kind of, it looked smaller than a Gyarados. I think it had a couple, didn't it have like a couple of different shades or something, I remember? What do you mean? They didn't have like this coloring. Maybe it was like maybe like a misprint or something like that. Like I thought I remember seeing a different color on it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the card weakness is weak to grass, and I don't know if he's weak to grass in the games because he probably is. I know he's a weak to electric, but I don't remember him being weak to grass. I'm not sure. Three retreat cost. Uh, he's resistant to fighting type. Bubble beam for forty. Flip a coin if heads the defending Pokemon is actually now paralyzed. So that's cool too. Um, but Gyarados is. I want to say that's five. It's blurry, but he's either five or six in rarity. Damn, uh, I just didn't think he was that rare. Six. So he's six out of 102 in rarity. Uh, my, 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 my number two and my number one are not going to shock you. They're, they're See, no, that was the one I wanted to keep. I had to keep mm-hmm. off. Dude, I was so hard to keep Raichu off my yeah. list, but it's Blastoise. Blastoise, yeah. that Blastoise card... I when I got that I felt like my like mission in life was set. He is two out uh, the second most rare of the base set. Um, so he's two out of one hundred two, and he's a bulky MF in card. Dude. Yeah, so, he is. He is. Uh, the Blastoise card. He only had one attack, right? And it was Hydro Pump, but it was forty damage, right? I can't believe it only does forty. It's forty plus. So Hydro Pump costs three water energy. It does 40 damage plus 10 additional damage for every water energy attached to Blastoise but not used in play. Um, you can't add more than 20 damage in this way. So it could actually be worth 60. But he also had a Pokemon power, which was Rain Dance. Um, so he had – and he had 100 HP. So he was bulky. He did cost a lot to retreat. But, you know, I don't. I didn't play it yeah. like that back yeah, in the yeah, day. So it so. didn't matter. But Blastoise was just – what a card, man. It looked beautiful. I love the Sugimori art on these cards. Yeah. And no surprise, my number one is, is Charizard. Like you with Blastoise, I remember – I don't remember what pack I opened. I remember I opened him in a pack. 
and I Imaginite screamed like Creamed a little girl. Your genes. I mean, dude, it was my favorite. My favorite Pokemon. One of the probably. I think it is number one. It has to be the most rare card. It's four. Oh, it is four. Mm-hmm. Maybe Mewtwo's rare. Um, is, nope. No, Mm-mm. Mewtwo is not rare. More rare. And I Clefairy. believe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Clefairy. And I remember having three. Clefairy. Blastoise is two, and my number one is number one. Oh wow! So I mean, Charizard. His attack was a hundred. He was a beast. My one of my biggest regrets of selling anything is selling my Charizard. I, you know, as much as I don't love Charizard as a Pokemon because I think he just gets way too overexposed, two Mega Evolutions, two this, two that. Um, that art is beautiful, perfect, yeah, beautiful. It's perfect art, and yeah. and I think that like that's what draw drew a lot of people into that card is that art first and foremost looks vicious. Maybe one day in life. I will buy another one. Dude, they're all over Facebook it. Marketplace. You can get them cheap. They're just Dude, not in great they're condition. They're on there. They're on eBay, auction sites. They're all. You just got to make sure they're legit. Oh, of course. Get and a real one. And there's ways. And there's not ways a fake to tell. one. Uh, my my number one is the number one most rare Pokemon card in the base set. I remember getting this in sixth grade and trading it for a Zapdos like an idiot because then that Zapdos got Zapdos got taken by my sixth grade teacher right out of my desk. Wow. Like an idiot. She That's Alakazam. Had- Oh wow, he was the rarest. Alakazam was number one of one hundred and two. Um, wow, I would—I'll tell you, his card. I still remember what he looks like. That art—I mean, like the art to me again. That's we went off like nostalgia on this more than competitive play because again we didn't really play them yeah, competitively we didn't, we didn't growing play up. Like that. Uh, let's see, at Alakazam. Least you can get a base set Alakazam hologram, a really good one. 200 bucks ish it's about right ish uh but here's base set alakazam not uh, see alakazam's not an offensive powerhouse in the pokemon world so does he have Psybeam? 80 hp um it's weird because his attack that does 30 damage is confuse ray which doesn't do any damage yeah. in the video games it just confuses yeah. you. uh flip a coin if the he- um if heads the defending pokemon is now confused it's psychic type with 80 hp but also weak to psychic because that was gen 1 for you gen 1 was ass backwards yeah. when it came to immunities um but alakazam the art was beautiful i, I oh, love yeah. it i remember i love everything about should the have a stronger attack though come on well it's not an attacking pokemon like it's speedy as shit in the games and it's got a great special attack stat but, but psychic it, it doesn't really have a it doesn't really have in gen one psychic was the best but uh it doesn't have a great physical attack stat and, and it shouldn't it's a little skinny little douchey little thing but uh two spoons it, it, two spoons yeah. made it made him he, it made him Kadabra only had saying. one spoon uh, but anyway, that's out. That's our top three base set Pokemon cards. Every TCG player out there right now is cringing, yeah. listening to us talk about the TCG and, and botching it. But uh, that's what we remember about the TCG. And I like doing it. I like playing it. I, again, I play it with Sean. I haven't played it with him in a couple of years. Um, because we're on moving, it's only five minutes away from his house. We've talked about you know getting the gang back together for a, back. once a month, just getting together for a Poker? night and just playing pokemon cards oh i was like so, oh poker oh you got but, my attention uh i mean i would do that in a heartbeat i just don't know if that'll ever happen again my god i talked about that a lot in the deep cuts episode about how much poker yeah, meant, to, meant to the group but uh second story before we move into the movie section and we'll be quick on this because we don't want to do spoilers it just came out today but we both watched it and we both just want to recommend uh we love hot ones the show where sean evans goes on the air interviews celebrities while eating a a series of 10 progressively hotter wings yeah and he had a wonderful guest on for the series uh season nine finale yeah. and it was stone cold steve austin was on today it's a half hour long 
You got to check. Yeah, it I'm out. pretty sure it's the longest episode ever. I don't remember uh, ever seeing. Ramsey's is, I think, a little bit longer. Is it longer? Yeah. I remember being longer than a half hour. Yeah. But it, I, this season wasn't to me wasn't as best as his previous. Nope, not even a little bit. So this was to me the best guest they had all year. I mean, Kristen Bell was cool. I did like hers. Yeah, when uh, I like the guy, mine was okay. That is that the dude from like Pitch Perfect and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, that's who I was yeah. about to say. I liked his a little bit, um, but I was honestly very underwhelmed by the season. And I look forward to it on Tuesday or Wednesday. They'll on Instagram they'll yeah, they drop the, the next person, and I, every week I look forward to that post. And then I'm like, okay, I'll put that one in the back pocket. When I need something to watch, I'll watch it. Then I log on yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I Stone, Stone Cold, baby. I, I think you tagged me in or I texted you or something. I was like, we got to watch it before yeah. the it's, pod. It's literally, as soon as I got home from work, it's the first thing I did. I was he, like, I mean, watch He talks it. a lot about wrestling lingo, the inside lingo. He talks a lot about uh, – he's, he's a tough motherfucker too, by the way. Oh, that's, just, he even says it. goes, back then I was the toughest son of a bitch around. Yeah. You know? yeah I so. mean, he tells a cool story how he crapped his pants in the ring. That yeah. was a cool story. Yeah, tells a good story about Big Ball. About the big boss man, the original big boss man who's now passed away, and Yokozuna who's Yokozuna, now passed away. The Rock, he the tells Rock. a good story there. Yeah, so again, um, you know, you go watch it for yourself, but uh, he does well. He's It's fun to watch. It's a half hour. I like Sean Evans' interview style very, very much. I admire him as an interviewer. So, Same. Uh, it's, it's a great series. Again, this season, maybe not the best season, but you got to check it out. Stone Cold. And that's the bottom line. On Hot Ones. Let's move into the movie section, and we're going to go back to Pokemon. Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution got a review, and we have it for you. What that is, is it's Pokemon the first movie, the uh, Mewtwo one um, from when we were kids, but remade yeah. in all CG as opposed to hand-drawn. And I like the art style a lot, so I was looking forward to a retelling of the first movie in that art style. But what I forgot to think about was that voice cast is long gone. And that's the reason I like the old Pokemon episodes is because the voice cast. I think the Ash Ketchum from season three on is or four is just cringe. Yeah. So I can't watch it anymore because it, it's just so distracting. It, and it's always tough. You you watch a show and or life it was live action or, or animation, new actor, new voice actor, it it pulls me out. That's like yep. think about Spartacus, man. Between that, I you know Andy Whitfield, like he was almost irreplaceable, but yeah. but he you know um, I almost said Liam. It is. It is Liam. He did. He did do a Liam great McIntyre, job. McIntyre, right? Yeah, Liam McIntyre. He did a great job. But to me, that's like thinking, like, all right, take away Sean Schimmel from Goku, right. or take away um, yeah. Chris Farr Savage it's, Vegeta. Like, it's I, double. I, I can't, it's I can't. doubly tough in animation. Yeah, it's doubly like, tough. If, if, to me, you take away Vegeta or Goku's voice actor, because I'm in trouble. Like, in, I think I can watch the show. In live action, when they change actors, their appearance changes. So you're not. You can get past it, yeah. right? But when it's animation, it's the same damn character drawn the same damn way and now just a new voice coming yep. out. Like I remember the worst uh, new voice actor ever that turned me off to the show, laughably terrible, was when Doug moved to Disney. Oh, I couldn't watch it. Wasn't that the okay. worst voice I, actor? Honestly, just the worst. I don't think I finished an episode. I think I tried. I was. I can't get into the voice it now. It was so bad. All of them. Yeah. The whole voice cast was just pathetic. Pathetic, uh, when it moved off in of Nickelodeon. But anyway, we have the review for this new film. I'm going to watch the hell out of it. I can't personally wait. Um, but Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution works best as a battle spectacle. The 3D CG retelling of the first Pokemon movie makes the world of Pokemon seem more vibrant and rich. And the battles between Pokemon are explosive. But flashy Pokemon moves and Team Rocket's goofiness are not enough to liven up the slow second half that's filled with silly decisions from the human trainers and their Flat expressions. 5-5. Five, five. You were very, very close. 5-0. Five, 5-0. Oh. Five, oh. Mediocre. That sucks. I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to And it's not even that. It's, I know what I'm getting. This is not a new movie. Yeah. 
And if it was a new movie out of five, I'm like, fuck. Like, I'll trust it a little bit. But it's just a retelling of what we've already seen 700 times. So, like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy (laughs) it. If I want to watch it, I'll watch the old one. Yeah, it is what it is. We also have the review for Dora and the Lost City of Gold. And the only reason I have this is because we talked about it a few times, teasing it up. And I want to see what the damn score was. Uh, These obviously are all, again, per IGN. Uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold might have the characters in high school, but it's definitely got a younger feel. While it may be light on logic and effects, it's still a lovely story about being yourself no matter what anyone thinks. Kids are going to love this one, and parents are going to actually be able to sit through it. It's a bit heavy on the sat- uh, satirical jokes, but hey, your kids probably love that sort of thing. 6-5? 7-5. Okay. Well, that's not too bad then. A movie that we'll never see, but... It outdid Batman and Superman. <laughs> outdid Batman v Superman from a rating standpoint. That is just weird to me. That the Dora movie has a higher score than Batman v Superman. The last movie review we have is Rocco's Modern Life, Static Cling, which is streaming now on Netflix. I I forgot. I I gotta watch this. Netflix picked it up, and now they did a a, a, uh, Rocco's Modern Life movie. And this is a longer review, so hang in there with me. After more than 20 years, Rocco's Modern Life has returned for a delightful 45 minutes, less to entertain its longtime fans, though it succeeds at that too, and more to deliver a timely message about what our reverence for nostalgia is doing to art and society. Entertainment naturally reflects the time that it was created in, but if we want the art to be new again, it can't just reflect the past, it has to evolve into something that resonates in the present. Grappling with that notion in a revival of a beloved 90s cartoon is nothing short of radical, even if things are resolved a little too quickly in the end. The show didn't need to come back, but it did so in the most thoughtfully self-aware manner possible without losing an ounce of its wild, weird charm. Here, Rocco's life isn't just modern, it's focused on the future. 8-5. I was going to say that. I, was like, I don't think it's that high, but that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. And 45 minutes. I didn't know shit. it was only 45 minutes. Yeah, that's that, less of a movie and more of just an extra yeah, long it's a, show. It's almost just like two episodes. Two episodes yeah. I did not expect it to be that short, so I'm going to not call I'll, it a movie. I'll bang that out this weekend. Yeah. That's immediately getting watched. No, that's really neat that uh, that that 20 years after that show was relevant, it's back and it's good. I, you know, it wasn't hope, just a cash grab. I hope it's, it's still the same voice actors. I hope. I think so. I hope. I think for the most part it is. I think Rocco is. <laughs> I have, as is long that, as I hear... Is that Franklin, the it, turtle? It's one of them. I don't know who it, I don't, it might it be. definitely wasn't Heifer. It might be Rocco. Like, he's like, good one, Heifer. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he'll do yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. laugh like sure, that. Sure, there's a little laugh there. Uh... <laughs> That's weird to me. The Lion King remake has already passed Frozen as the highest grossing animated film of all time. It is now up to $1.3 billion. How much money Disney's grossed this year? Oh, Disney's like $10 billion. Yeah, they they absolutely killed it. It was was over five. They, They just killed it. Disney rules the damn world. And it's to me, it's I still haven't seen Lion King, but it's no surprise that it made this much money. Yeah, and it's gonna get a sequel. Which is the thing we didn't think about before, which I'll actually touch on in a second with the next story we have. But it's now the high, second highest grossing film of the year behind Endgame. So now yeah. Disney has the top two. I don't even know what number three is. But it's like, dude. Captain Marvel, maybe? I don't know. I'm just thinking, because I know it made over a billion. I'm just thinking of a movie, what other movie hit over a billion this year. <laughs> Aladdin? Actually, that's a really good question. And I'm going to look up the answer to that on boxofficemojo.com. Well, if it is, it's like Aladdin, another Disney. Captain Marvel, another Disney property. Disney probably has the top five highest grossing films of the year. Uh, no. They have the top four. Captain Marvel is number three. Toy Story 4 okay, okay. is number four, which I think is still in theater, so it doesn't have a shot still. Go ahead, Pixar. <laughs> um, and then Spider-Man Far From Home oh, is yeah, five, that's so that's, that's right. technically Sony. Yeah, dude, they did good. Um, and then Aladdin 
then Us, then John Wick Chapter 3, then How to Train Your Dragon, and Secret Life of Pets 2, and then Detective Pikachu at number 11. That's all domestic, but yeah. I'm sure that translates well to worldwide. But regardless, it's not like uh, Far From Home bumped it to number yeah, 3. True. It's definitely Captain Marvel and Toy Story 4. Uh, but that's pretty cool for The Lion King. It's, it's crazy that it's a animated film because it just... We, we are so in the era of Disney live action remakes, and this one looks the most live action of them all, for yeah. gosh sakes. Yeah. I started to watch Aladdin, and I stopped. Um, Alex texted me yesterday. He said, I saw John Wick 3. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. I saw Aladdin. Wasn't bad. Right. And the I, exact I, words. And that's the thing. It didn't... For If I'm going to sit there and watch Aladdin by myself with my headphones on my and my iPad, I want it to be good. Yeah, and it didn't. It started off not jumping out at me. Really, it did not. So jump you just out gave me. up? Yeah, I was just right. I'm kind of over it. Um, yeah, okay. So Disney is already planning, or at least considering, a sequel to the live action Aladdin. And again, we just talked about the the film and how I I'm, I'll get there, but I just couldn't get in the moment. I wanted on Blu-ray on yeah. my big TV, watching it with my daughter and my yeah. wife who loves Aladdin. So I think that's where I'm going to be in on that. However. This opens up the doors we didn't even think about before with these live action films. We talk about what's the next live action, not realizing, fuck, they're going to sequel the shit out of these things. Well, I mean, Aladdin could be tough just to tie down Will Smith again, just knowing he's got a million Wasn't it his most profitable movie ever? It was, but you know, like, like, now he's doing, what was he doing next? Bad Boys. So he's doing Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys for Life. And then they're doing that TV show, Bright, Mm -hmm. or that movie, whatever it was. So I know that's probably the next, his next two years. Uh, yeah, but still, man, if Disney comes a knocking and says, hey, remember that time you made a boatload of cash? You want to make more? He's going to be like... Uh, well, I, mean, I mean, hey, if they say, here, Will, here's $30 million, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to say yeah. yeah so as I long mean, as he didn't hate Jasmine and Aladdin, he's good. They made, a, they made an Aladdin sequel, like, animated, but it was, like, straight to DVD yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Like, they did with all the Disney movies, like Lion King 2 and a half and shit like that, but... uh I didn't even I didn't even consider the possibility that these damn live action movies are going to get sequels. It's inevitable. Like Beauty and the Beast is probably going to get a sequel, and Mulan and Lion I, King. I, I, I can't see Beauty and the Beast getting that, that's one I think you. It like did in animation. Yeah. I said that very weirdly. It did when it was animated, um, and they could follow that. I, mean, same I can premise, see Aladdin, even like Lion King. I it's don't a good way to like. What I dig about a sequel potential is at least it's a good way for us to get a new story. Yeah, like, all these yeah, movies are sure. retelling the same story we know. Yeah. But let's see these characters in a new original story. I can kind of get behind that yeah. a little bit, yeah. and I'd be excited uh, as long like just just to see what Simba's just, up to. Just to see what yeah. the old Simba's up to. Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas, he's out of that movie halfway through. You got to move on. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Let's see where are we at. There's not a lot tonight. Disney, Disney is unimpressed with New Mutants. I just want to say that I called this two years ago. Yeah, that, that was a report. I mean, it's no surprise how this movie just keeps getting delayed, delayed. I think it's still, what, April 3rd, 2020 is and the schedule. I don't schedule. think we'll ever see it in the theater. I mean, I think we'll eventually see this movie. I just... Yeah, on Hulu. Or the Disney it, Plus it, it streaming could, service. And, and that could be. And it will never see a theatrical release, ever, ever, I mean, they ever. got their reshoots. They did reshoots. I think they might even be doing more reshoots. Because if Disney's unimpressed, they're not going to release it under their banner. Right. So. That's the thing. It's not just it's not just Fox anymore. It's yeah. Disney, and yeah. Disney's got a higher quality a standard of quality, especially when it comes to something like New Mutants, which is completely not what they do. Disney yeah. is not a scary, no, legitimate I, I scary mean, I movie. I still want to see it, but like I'm 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 in no rush. You ain't gonna. I mean, you're gonna I see it, but it, like you, you would. Well, you go to the matinees where you pay five bucks. Yeah, it so, sucks. Yeah, you yeah, you don't like, give yeah, a shit. No. I will not invest my. Well, I'll live closer to a. a AMC you, you might now. be back, baby. I might, I might be more in the movie theaters. Days. 
because now the my my theater does not do those. So I'm seeing I'm spending thirteen twenty five minimum every time uh, I go to the when theater. When you see a five hour ticket price on Tuesdays, I I think I could get behind that. But I'm I also work Tuesdays because I'm a cold blooded American. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even fucking I first of all I flipped upcoming in box office. I didn't even do it the right way. Secondly, I'm not prepared for this. Um, I just, for the upcoming movie? I just no, I got it. I, I'm already oh, I'm okay. already there, but. I, I just got you the notes for the show like today, so usually I get them to you last night. Yeah. So we do a whole twelve hours. We make difference. it work. Uh, number ten, new to the list is Bring the Soul, the movie at two point three million. Didn't know that was a thing. Good for them. Number nine, staying or I'm sorry, dropping from number five is Toy Story four at four point five million. Number eight, falling from number four is Spider Man Far From Home at five point two million. A lot of new movies to the list this week. Number seven, new to the list at five point five million is The Kitchen. Number six, new to the list at eight point one million, "The Art of Racing in the Rain," from Fox. Eight point one million for a movie I've never heard of. Good for them. Number five, falling from number three with a forty-one percent drop, forty-two percent drop at eleven point six million, is "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood." Was hoping that would do better, but it's not doing badly. But. I think so. Yeah, I think I made its money back. Heard it was uh, good though. Yeah, me too. Number four, new to the list at seventeen point four million. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I was expecting a little higher from a Nickelodeon yeah. kids film of like Dora, but uh, I guess not. Uh, number three, um, number three, falling from number two. So beating Dora in like its second or third week still is Lion King at twenty point two million dollars. At twenty point nine million dollars, new to the list at number two, scary stories to tell in the dark, uh, and then number one, staying number one. Beating Dora, beating Scary Stories, beating out The Lion King, even though it's a couple of weeks ahead of time. Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I, mean, that's a, I don't think there's a surprise there. I want to see Scary Stories. In, really? Uh, yeah, man. Like huh. that, The practical looks so good. Um, it's It's got great reviews. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ion Ryan on his show is kind of raving about it a little bit. So super excited because I think we got, we got a thing going. Uh, but the movies that are coming out, not so, uh, not so hot. Where are we at on this? Coming soon. Uh, August 16th, we got Good Boys. So I'm actually totally in on that when that's tomorrow. Then Blinded by the Light, 47 meters down. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Driven and Gwen. All right, so Hop and Shaw takes it again. Uh, Good Boys and 47 meters down. People love shark movies. Yeah. And Shark Week just stopped. And, and 47 weeks down, um, Stallone's daughter's in it. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw forty-seven post. meters down. Yeah, you said weeks. That's a that's a long that's time. A, yo, she down far, man. <laughs> that's she a down long. Far. What's time the alternate title? Under the sea. That's the French title. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, move on to the TV section, and we have a review. So I'm going to keep my friggin' phone in my hand because I don't just know why you keep put it talking. Down. <laughs> uh, we got a review for season three of Glow, Which one of my love. favorite yeah. shows on Netflix. We have not started this yet because we are currently working through something else, and we'll get to it eventually. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this very much so. Glow's third season drops its characters in the oasis and stasis of Las Vegas, lodging and longing. There, they'll either flourish or flounder. The evergreen ensemble still makes for an absolutely awesomely fun mix of humor and heart, though without the wrestling element at work and the creative process driving them to tell a story in the ring. Most of them fall into a well of introspection. It's definitely a change for the series, but it works out as sort of a way station on the path to everyone's next destination. 8-0. 8-6 of all 
scores. 8-6. That pisses time. me off. No, because they just said they don't do wrestling. The uh, thing I watch the show for is to see the gorgeous ladies well, of wrestling. You watch it for the heart and the story. And the characters. Exactly. That's what's really and Mark Maron. It's Mark Maron is fucking awesome, first of all. Uh, Sam and I are going to take a minute here, and we're going we're gonna to gloat about a show uh, that Sam just finished. I'm about halfway through. Uh, the Boys. And The Boys is one of Amazon Prime's most watched series in the platform's history, according to an article you can read literally anywhere. Uh, they're they're gushing about the show. It's got a lot of success very early on, only a couple weeks out. It started in late July. It dropped. It got renewed for season two before season one even started. So we knew that there was a season two coming. You're done it. I'm halfway done it. Spoiler free. How good is this show? It's probably one of the best shows I've ever watched. Probably in the, superhero realm? I think just anything. Because it, it's not even like... It's, I, say, it's, I, I don't want to say it's, it's not like all superheroes. There are human elements of people who don't have powers and yeah. kind of what they go through. But, I mean, I think the cast is great. Carl Urban is fantastic. Um, Anthony Starr, who plays... Um, um, that was like the Superman character's name. <sighs> I'm having a brain fart. <sighs> I can't think of his name. Um, Homelander? Yeah, Homelander. He plays Homelander. If you, if you ever saw Banshee, he was the lead in that Anthony Starr. He's absolutely fantastic. The The special effects, being on Amazon, Dude, they're great. Like, they are phenomenal. I know Amazon has all the money in the world. Everything is great. From episode three, I'll just say the, um, one of the baby scenes was absolutely fantastic. The show is gory as shit. It's funny as shit. Has heart. I mean, what, what more do you need in the show? I... I will read the tweet that I wrote about the show three days ago okay. when I started it. I'm only three episodes in, but The Boys is one of the best shows of the year, and I would argue already of this decade. And we're already huh. in 2019, yeah. so nine years. Uh, it's a can't-miss, smash-hit, yeah. totally brilliant. I mean, it's it's. I always get nervous before I start a show when it's getting this much love and attention and yeah. praise and writings and... And I'm like, okay, I know they're already shooting season two. Before I even watched it, they were already filming season two. And I'm just like, am I going to put this show on a pedestal thinking it's going to be so good and it sucks? And it, and it just kind of blew me away. And, and yeah, Robin is one of the girls you see in one of the opening scenes. She is in Letterkenny. So I just want to point that out. That Letterkenny coming back in October for another season on you Hulu You could say now. she blew it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely say, you could definitely say she's... You know, her part had me in pieces. So, uh, I... Or her. What? Huh? I said her part had me in pieces. I know. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, again, like, we said there's it about... Eight, there's eight episodes, We guys. said it about Swamp Thing. That it's a great show. We said it about Stranger Things 3. We said, like, this year, as good as 2017 was for games with, like, Mario Odyssey and well, Breath of the Wild... 2018 had a lot of great movies. This show, this is the sh this is the year of the show. This will definitely be on our probably top three at the end of the year. I mean, for it's best not shows. even a question. Yeah. I, I think it's up there no matter what. Um, we watch. I, I have my three now, so it's going to take something to knock it off the pedestal. I actually have my, all my top threes for the year so far right now, but like this show hit every single box I wanted it to, yeah. and not only that, I feel. Like, it is the absolute closest to what it would be like if superheroes were real. Yeah. Oh. Because there's 
politics and there's corporate oh, so America. Much, yeah. There's corporate America. There's big business. There's small business. There's the human element. There's cohabitation. There's uh, love it or hate it. There's personalities. There's sexual abuse. There's everything that this shit world that we live in right now encompasses it's, in the most evil way. But they do it in the most perfect kind of yeah, setting and telling 100%. for it. And they, they, it's almost like it's almost like a uh, not a satire. Not a, like a political statement, but it's almost like they are so self-aware of how fucked this world would actually be if soups, as they call them in the show, soups were real and like in this world. In this corporate, they yeah. do it fucking perfectly. Yeah. If you it's had, a, so if good. you had to pick your favorite character in the show right now, who would it be? Huey. Okay, Huey's your favorite. Huey. Um, if you want to go, if you want to go, hero. Yeah. Starlight. I mean, because she is phenomenal. Uh, See, I go the deep. The deep, the deep. You, you, you're not. You, I'm not at, at the end of the show yeah. yet, right? I'm halfway done it, and and the deep that I know now is not a deep I want to know moving forward. So I'm assuming there's a character arc that that comes through that I'm excited to he see. He just now has because, these moments, and his facial expression. There is like, one Chase, Chase Crawford, yeah. the actor, who plays him, and he has Greg these moments. There is one where you are going to just crack. There the is F one up. moment. This isn't a spoiler, but uh, Homelander says. One of the deep's fucking friends found this at the ocean, and, and he no no he said the deep tell him, and he said one of my friends found this at the ocean. He goes, it's a porpoise. It was a fucking <laughs> porpoise, and the deep's face is just like, it was a porpoise. And, and, <laughs> and, like, and there's so a couple funny. times where he hits him with them lines, and yeah. it, it's it's just so good that I, like I'm going to talk about it more next week, but yeah. this one. This is your free chance, guys, to watch this eight episodes yeah. before I drop I have spoilers. a feeling we just want to drop spoilers really bad on this show. So if you... you know, and, and I don't know what you haven't seen yet, and I don't want to say anything. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm on episode... I'm a little bit into episode four, so just don't talk about it at all. And we'll be good. Uh, <laughs> just just le legitimately don't but it will be anything. It will be done by the end of the weekend, so uh, we'll definitely be able to talk about it. But we're going to give you a warning now. Like, next week, we're going to talk about this show pretty in-depth because it was just that fucking good. Yeah. Um, it is not only the best superhero show I've probably ever seen, um, and I, th I know Disney Plus is coming, so like we're gonna have the competition here. And it was also just so good. created by Eric Kripke, who also yeah. created Supernatural. So. And this is this is a different take on the superhero. Yeah. It's like, what if they didn't use their powers for good? It's it's, or but it's not. They evil. didn't always use their yeah, powers right. for good. Yeah. Or or when they do, it's not because they want to save people. Like there's a lot that goes into it that you're like, huh? I bet you that shit would happen behind the scenes. Like I bet. And and like it just it's so perfectly told. Man. It is. I, I just yeah, love. I, I can't about say it. anymore because if I say yeah. anymore, I want to say. Something I love. You I say. love everything about it. Um, there was one really. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head, but there was one really distracting thing that I was like, "Yo, this fucking show is killing me with this." But uh, either they were self aware and they hit it, or they stopped doing it. I can't remember what it is right now. But as I watch, I'll I'll kind of okay. remember. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of the best shows. Just I've stop ever what you're seen. doing and watch this. That's the next. It's show on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime uh, that you're you can good. order from, you have all the access to their library. So check it out. My brother-in-law watched it too, and I trust his opinion on TV. He was like, "Dude, loved every second of yeah. it." Big yeah. cliffhanger at the end of the season. Okay, yep. cool. Uh, all right, moving on. Nickelodeon has acquired the rights for Garfield and may bring back our favorite lasagna-eating cat to our television screens. Well, that's came out of nowhere. Very much so. But I mean, I I always liked Garfield as a kid, dude. I love Garfield now. I don't love those two movies he did, like the CG ones that they did him. like ten ne years ago. Never seen them. They weren't great. But that cartoon, every Christmas, we still watch Garfield's Christmas episode. Really? Every single oh. Christmas, twice a year. 
everyone. It's one of the first ones we watched. It's one of the last ones we watched. It is so well done. And it's so fucking funny. He's so yeah. funny. Well, we'll see if Nickelodeon has a... Well, know, it's going to be a different voice actor, I'd imagine. So, like, there you go. But you got to have... Like, think about it. His lips, they never move. Yeah, never. Never. And it's just so funny. Yeah. The things he says. Come on, John. <laughs> like, I love him. I love Garfield. I can't even remember watching the show. It's been so long. And we're going to end it in the... <laughs> and I want to take over it in the gaming space. New Nintendo Switch model with improved battery life is available now. So, Sam... You gotta go pick it up. It's, it's, it's got a new box, so you'll know you'll be able to tell it from the old ones. Good, um, and I'm, it's available on Amazon and Best Buy and all that stuff. So if you're gonna go buy a Switch, get the new one. It doesn't do anything special outside of it. Basically, adds like fifty percent to the battery life. And the reviews that are in say it is absolutely worth it, and you can totally tell the difference on the battery life. Oh, it is that's awesome. Absolutely improved. It's good to hear. So it's worth it. It looks like. SNES games will finally be coming to the Switch. It's about fucking time. I've been waiting for Super Nintendo games to come to Switch forever. I thought they were going to come via virtual console, and then I thought they were going to come with the uh, online, but then we only get NES games online, and even those games are kind of underwhelming month by month over the last couple months, which is okay. They're free games, whatever. You pay 20 bucks a year for the service. Not a big deal. But when the NES games on Switch launched, they also launched NES controllers you could actually use as Joy-Con and you can oh, that's charge awesome. them on the side cool. of the system. Well, they just filed a patent, or no, they filed a something, I forget what they filed, maybe with the FCC. I can't remember, but they just filed something for the SNES version of that. So that uh, kind of tells you that if they're going to do a patent with a wireless Super Nintendo controller, it is most likely going to have rails to attach as a Joy-Con and then be able to go ahead and, and there has to be there for a reason. And yeah. because we're going to get SNES games on Switch. So I would imagine by year's end, we were going to have Outside. Super Nintendo games on Switch included in your $20 membership. I have a Super Nintendo. I have two Super Nintendo classics. So I'm not like dying for this because I guarantee the games are going to be games I already own. Yeah. But it you'll, is nice to have it all in anyway. one place. It's, it's yeah. free. What the fuck do I care? It's free. It's for you. THQ Nordic has announced that a new Saints Row game is in development. Along with Dead Island 2 is now on its third developer, Dan Buster, and Time Splitter's co-creator, Steve Ellis, has been hired to plot the future course of the Time Splitter's IP. Which is all good news, kind of. Um, I like Saints Row. It's a cool series. But THQ now has that in development. Dead Island 2 is third friggin' developer. That's not good news. Yeah, Dan Buster. That's not a good sign. Dan Buster, I think, did Homefront Revolution. Uh, I'm not sure. But Time Splitters is the, is the key here. Yeah. Time Splitters 2 was a game we played on GameCube forever yep. and a day. Love Time Splitters 2. And if we're going to hire the co-creator of the series to come back and he's now plotting the course, in quotes, to... Uh, kind of get the direction of the series. We get a PS5 slash Xbox One slash whatever version of a new Time Splitters game, Time Splitters 4. I'm all in on that, and that would be really neat. I love that's like the one series I actually like time travel. Oh, wow. uh, and Time Splitters Surprising. 2 is a fucking classic. It's an yep. underrated gem on the Nintendo GameCube. More people need to play that game. I agree with you there, my friend. A new Need for Speed game has been announced for November 8th of this year. Man. Like, you couldn't have just thrown that in at e3 you couldn't have just thrown yeah. it in i'm assuming because forza and all that is there so it kind of takes the racing space they wanted it on its own platform but gamescom is literally monday literally on wow. monday gamescom starts in could've germany 
Force is going to be there too, so they don't want to be overshadowed. They want to get it out before Gamescom, so people, when they go there, they're looking forward to playing it. It'll be called Need for Speed Heat. What I like is, <laughs> I like Need for Speed, but what I don't like is they're trying to cash in on the 80s nostalgia that's everywhere nowadays yeah. with Stranger Things yeah. and all that stuff, and it's an, it's a kind of Miami Vice-ish aesthetic, yeah. 1980s Need for Speed. I that, just never got into it. I love it. I love that look. I love that look. Well, I love like that look, time just frame. The, the game Need for Speed. Like I think I might have I like Carbon. Maybe the second one, carbon. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I did carbon. Um, but for me, my my racing itch was always scratched by Initial D. So any other game that was racing, yeah. besides Mario Kart, like, I compared it, yeah. to Initial D. And so that's it what, never had a shot. It never ever yeah. ever had a shot, my friend. Yeah. Testing will begin on a currently unannounced Resident Evil game. Maybe we'll get that at Gamescom, but I don't think so because it's super. If it's that early in development. I don't think so. Maybe this to me is more of a Game Awards or maybe even PSX announcement later in the year. But it is nice to know that we're probably getting Resident Evil 8 at this point. Um, Resident Evil 7 was a smash hit. I'd like to see it continue the first person aesthetic that it took for Resident Evil 7. I don't think this is a spinoff. I think this is going to be main series. Uh, Resident Evil 7 is a couple years old now. I think three years old by the time we're going to get this announcement. Roughly three years old. Maybe. Yeah, I think three. Um, Resident Evil 2 did gangbusters this year back in january nobody even remembers that game came out this year uh so i'm i'm all in on a new resident evil and uh i'm expecting an announcement before end of year that sounds about right a hat in time for switch release date announced for october 18th a hat in time is like a it, it's a girl with a magic hat it can go different places in time, but it's really an homage to Super Mario 64. It's that 3D platformer collectathon, Banjo Kazooie, Conquer, you know, okay. Mario 64. It's kind of like that. Um, it's friggin' got a un- unbelievable following. Sold over a million copies for a Kickstarter game. Sold over a million copies. Uh, developers came out and said, "No, we're never putting this game on Switch." And so I tweeted at them. I said, "Yeah, because developers have never lied before." I have never been flamed on Twitter like this yeah. in my entire life where people were like, they're never getting a fucking Switch port ever, you pussy. Never happening, bitch. Da, 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 da. Don't you listen to them? Can't you read their tweet? As soon as it got announced for Switch last year, all I did was took a screenshot of them announcing it, posted it right on that Twitter thread. I remembered it. Yeah. I went back. I found it. Posted <laughs> it on there. Tagged all the people that said that stuff and said, that's it. Didn't even write a word. Didn't write a word. Didn't and then, need and to. And then that's when I thought the, the DBC characters, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh uh but it's really cool because this version is going to come with uh the previously announced dlc that was actually pc exclusive which is really neat because uh this game that was never even coming to switch in the first place is now getting pc exclusive content <laughs> that ps4 and Ridiculous. xbox one are still waiting on there still is no dlc for the for those two consoles so it will only be switch and pc that have uh the um the DLC, which is really nice. You bastards. Uh, we're in music now. Uh, just another single to uh, call out. It actually dropped last week when we did the show, but we had the other single from this band in our notes, and we didn't want to do both. Um, last week, it was a hit by a car in Euphoria. This week, I Dissolve has been dropped by the early November off the record Lilac. What would you think? I liked it better than the first release. I disagree, but oh, wow. I liked it. I think Hit by a Car is so catchy in my head right now. I, I think... I think I see that song as as Ace, 
kind of I don't know like I just Oliver hit by a car hit by a car. It's more of like an Ace Enders project. Yeah, as opposed I, to I don't, that's what it sounds. You like You know to why me. though? To me, I I I actually wholly heart I wholeheartedly agree with you because he's got auto tune in his voice. Yeah, and that's an I can make a mess. Ace that, that's what I'm saying. So deal. when I heard it, I was like, oh, it, it's like it's Ace, obviously, yeah. but it's it wasn't. Didn't sound to like me the early November. November. I'm with you, you but, know? but but this one to me was more of an early November song. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. It's a lot slower of a track. Yeah, a lot more mellow of a track. Uh, again, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I like the video that they're shooting around Vegas and yep. stuff like that. So I like that a lot. But again, Lilac comes out September 27th, so about a month and a half away until we get a new early November record. Super psyched for it. I would imagine it's going to be on both of our top three records of the year when we do that next yeah. January uh, for the 2019 awards because it's already in a good company. Two good songs. Really enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to some new early November music. And if you want, you can go listen to two tracks off of Lilac right now on any streaming service. You can find that on YouTube if you don't have like Spotify or anything like that. Uh, some quick stories in wrestling before we get to some comic stuff. Uh, AEW has announced that its first ever, first ever AEW Heavyweight Championship defense will happen when it's in Philly for its weekly TV show. No, that's awesome. Yeah, we don't know who's going to be in it because we don't know who the champ is yet. All Out is August 31st, it, Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page. Is that something that you might try to go to? Um, it's at the Leah Core Center, so it's not not a difficult spot to go to. Um, Maybe the ticket price is right. Ticket prices days work out. It's twenty dollars they start at before taxes. That's not bad. Um, but like, I don't know. I I truly am so in love with the product that I kind of want to sit back and watch it on TV for the first couple weeks because it's real. And like soak it in and kind of get the flow and I'll hit it next time. And you know, you have your own bathroom. You don't have to worry about all that stuff. Plus like, not only that, because you know me, man, I, I don't love being in public, but like uh, for my stomach, not because I'm antisocial, yeah. but like when I think when like the rest of the world catches up on how awesome these characters are and these gimmicks and stuff, yeah. then I'll go check it out. Like what if they drop a new gimmick that I don't know anything about? I want to sit there and enjoy it. So when I'm yeah. home, I can either... Go on Google real quick. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I can do it at the arena, but I want to be there. Yeah. I'm fucking there. Yeah, I'm not going to sit moment. on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I kind of want to see what the AEW Weekly TV is all about before I go to it. So I'm thinking next time. Because it'll be here again early 2020s probably. So uh, maybe mid-2020. But if you're into it, AEW will be uh, defending its AEW Heavyweight Championship for the first time awesome. ever. While it's in Philly at the Leah Core Center. I think it's October 13th. Something like that. I imagine. 16th. 16th I imagine Ryan will be there. Ryan, Ryan. I have to imagine Ryan and Damien will be there, yeah. um, which, you know, awesome. Good for them. Um, we had WWE, too, had TakeOver Toronto and SummerSlam this past weekend. It's second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And one was good and one was okay. And normally I'm like, TakeOver was the best. Yeah, and then I, saw, I saw your tweet. But it was just reversed a little yeah. bit this time. TakeOver was good. Don't get me wrong. The main event, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, best two out of three. Each fall had a different stipulation. One was a regular match. One was a street fight. One was a cage fight or a cage match. And I, I, I thought that was an excellent, excellent main event. But the rest of the card, while good, it was just like, it was uh, it just wasn't it yeah. wasn't what I was expecting. Every member of the Undisputed Era wrestled the Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, all the same fucking people. And I'm like, let's get some new talent. Let's get Keith Lee in there. Let's get Matt Riddle on the card, not just doing a thing in between, uh, getting in a fight and then picking a fight with Goldberg. And I misspoke last week when I said it was the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. It was Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. And Goldberg um, whooped that ass uh, multiple times. But Takeover was good. I obviously always recommend watching them. 
NXT was awesome. Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai was a banger of a match. Might have been match of the night. Um, the women were just tearing the house down at TakeOver. But then I watched SummerSlam, and I said, hell yeah. yeah. Like, WWE got it. They understood what we wanted, what we needed, and they delivered in a big way for, for SummerSlam. I won't say it was, like, the best show ever, but it was probably the best pay-per-view of the year. Oh, I'm shocked here you even say It was probably words. the best pay-per-view of the year. And there was a couple reasons why. Um, listen, Brock Lesnar lost. Yep. So fuck him, right? I hate him so much. Roman Reigns wasn't on the card, eh. so he wasn't shoved down our throat. Z- Dolph Ziggler, who just requested his release from WWE, and I think got it. I think he got it. Um, sold the shit out of three Goldberg spears that made me hurt. Yeah, they were so good. Goldberg still has the best spear in the business. Yeah, I would agree with that. Edge made a surprise comeback. Yeah, I saw that. And speared the shit out of Elias. Yeah, I saw. On the pre-show. Yeah, I saw. On the pre-show. Now, granted, the only tag team match of the night was on the pre-show. There was no Raw tag team champions, no SmackDown tag team champions. There was no Intercontinental Championship match. So, like, there were some big things missing from the card. They took away three matches from the card. One of them was Aleister Black versus Sami Zayn, which would have been my match of the night. So, like... There's that. Ricochet dressed like Nightwing. Yeah, I saw that. So that was cool. Um, you would have been proud of me. As soon as I saw him, I said, honey, that's Nightwing. She goes, what? I said, don't worry about it. You'd have been proud and of me. I picked that up out. literally right it's away. Boy. Two years ago, proud. never would have happened. No, you'd be like, never. why do you wear armor? I said, why is he wearing leather? He yeah. looks like Eddie Murphy. And he still moved good in it. He did. He, he looked, he looked good. Dude, did you see the spot where he jumped off the apron, yep. ran across the that's, shoulders? That's, that was the picture of him when he was in the air. I think he was like this in the air. Yeah. And it looked like that was it. Oh, shit. Then he did a, a Hurricane Rana to AJ Styles. That was cool. And the finish to that match was amazing. Ricochet did like this, like a corkscrew something, and did like this flippy back thing. And then AJ Styles caught him in midair, hit him with the Styles Clash on one. Really good. Wow. But the match that tur- changed everything, turned the tide, WWE's killing it, doing it perfectly. Dude, The Fiend is so yeah. unbelievable. You say it every awesome. time. You say it every time. Bray Wyatt has found something with The Fiend gimmick. And. Finn Balor, like I called it last week, I said this is going to be a swash match. Bray's going to beat him in two minutes, and he did. He came into the coolest entrance I've ever seen. He had a lantern, like Bray Wyatt always yeah. has a lantern coming to the ring. This time, the lantern, he had his Bray Wyatt got his head recreated, stitched his eyes closed, ripped his mouth open. Think of it like God of War yeah, with that guy yeah, whose head yeah. you carry around, and, and it was Bray Wyatt's lantern. head, and he used himself as a lantern. Came out with the Fiend, had a remix of his own theme, and then beat the shit out of Finn and won in like three minutes. It was so vicious. And then when he leaves the ring, he stops halfway up the ramp. The lights go down. He turns around just like this with the Fiend mask on. And the lights just flicker really fast like a horror movie. Yeah. And then he's gone. That's cool. It was so perfectly done. And then even better, he didn't show up on Raw and he didn't show up on SmackDown. We're craving it now. Yeah. Now we're like, give me the feed. Yeah. Who's he going to wrestle next? I actually cool. want to pull That's up cool. um, Bray Wyatt uh, head lantern. <laughs> Headlamp. There you go. I want you to see it because it was so gosh damn cool. Um, yeah, dude, there it was. Dude, he brought this out to the goddamn ring. That's awesome. It's like yeah, that's it's awesome. so viciously brutal, yeah. and it's basically like here's my old self, yeah. and I'm gonna like that's cool. That's and awesome. like during the match, he has gloves. One says help, one says hurt. So during the match, he'd like punch Finn, and then like start rubbing his head, like oh my god, what am I doing? Do I help? Do I hurt? Yeah. And then at one point, he just like saw hurt and just tried to break his neck. Like it was yeah. so perfectly done. So like if nothing else, 
it's a short match. The intro is really cool. Finn Balor sold it like a champ, did really well on taking the heat there, um, let Bray go over, and it was absolutely awesome. So big shout-out to the Fiend character for Bray Wyatt. Uh, let's go into a couple uh, comic stories. Marvel announces that a solo Yondu Guardians of the Galaxy comic series will be launching this year. Yondu's finally getting some solo spotlight. I mean, that's cool. I mean, none I thought you love Yondu. I put I, that on there because I, I thought no, you loved I, him. I do love Yondu, but Marvel, dude, there's they have so many titles. There's so many yeah. tie-ins, and to me, it's just, it's ridiculous. Do you love Yondu, or do you love Michael Rooker's interpretation? Of Michael Yondu? Rooker's interpretation. Because... So this doesn't really like hype you up as much. No, not, not, not this. Rooker. I don't. Even, I barely even bat an eye for this because Marvel has, and guaranteed, they're probably going to have about ten different covers, which mm-hmm. I think Marvel is doing all. It you're you're convoluting the mark. You're just throwing so much at it, and. How are we supposed to afford these pickups of the week when you have 20 titles coming out with 13 different covers each title? Like, it's ridiculous. There's too many comics. I think, like, DC has it right right now. They have a cover A. There's a cover B. That's it. Two covers. Marvel has A, B, C, D. Too many fucking covers. And I think... Same lot. story on the inside. Yeah, same exact. There's a different cover. And I think it's just... that's just, they're, they're Eventually, if they keep doing this, it's going to have, like, the crash of the 90s where... So much. Stop releasing so many covers. Just give us one or two covers. That's it. Too much. You can't. You can't expect people to go to a comic shop and have a, a fifty to eighty dollar pull list every week. It, it just can't be done. Mm-hmm. I, I can't pull it. I, I maxed out at like forty a week. I so, know. I know. Guardians two happened. I'm reading Guardians of the Galaxy, but I won't pick up his solo series. I know the film Guardians two happened, and what happens to Yondu happens. But what if Yondu got his own series on Disney Plus? Like what happened like prior, like before, mm-hmm. and it was Rooker. I would watch it. Would that hype? Like, would that be up there with like Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I, mean, I wouldn't be that high. But I, because I already I know that he's you know not going to continue. But right. I, I would be I'd be cool to watch because I like Rooker. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. What's your CGC spotlight of the week? Yeah, actually, I didn't have that many to choose from because I got about fifteen <laughs> books at CGC right now, getting a new case because. Um, Back before they kind of updated this, the case it was suffer from what they called like a Newton ring, and mm-hmm. it was like gave like a rainbow effect. Where it I've could, seen it, yeah, and it just kind of ruined the book, and I just got just sick of it. And I sent these whole books in. So in that test, I want to see if they note this Trigon's first appearance. So we'll see. But I went with it's just called Fifty Two Number Eleven. It's the first full appearance of Kate Kane as Batwoman, which Ruby Rose is playing her in the Batwoman coming yeah, in October. CW, yeah. So I figured you know, I picked this up. It was super cheap, nine point eight white pages. Um, <clears throat> G.F. Johns, Grant Morrison, Greg Rooka, Mark Jeff Johns, Mark Wade, yeah, Jeff Johns, um, Mark Wade stories. J.G. Jones did the cover. Joe Bennett and Todd Nook. Yo, Nyuk Art. she looks identical to Ruby. Like Ruby Rose nailed the no, look. No, no, and, and and I think that's why a lot of people are hyped because they look identical. She nailed this look. So Damn. I, I think it's going to. Be, I think it's going to be a good show, especially if they if they. I don't know if they're going to do Alfred or yeah. I doubt we're going to see Bruce Wayne or something like that. But pick this that's up. Crazy. This is only thirteen years old. It was two fifty. Yeah, sep- September two thousand six. It came out. Of course, there's a car out on the back. Of course, fucking Dodges. There's no nine nines on the census. There's four hundred nine nine eights, one hundred twenty nine sixes, and thirty three nine fours. Obviously, if you're going to get this book, you have to get in a nine eight. Don't because I think it was only like a hundred. I forgot to actually check last sale, but I think it was around like a hundred one twenty one twenty five. So it wasn't too bad. Um, but this, the issue it, it basically takes three nights, it, it, it three nights over the entire issue. Put this down over here. Um, the first night, Ralph Dibney is kind of trailing this cold of the Connor, this this gang member, and basically finds out that it's actually a young girl, and he lets her go. 
Um, and then he gets a message from his caretaker that someone broke into a shed at his house. That ends like the first night. Night two, Renee and the question, who I love the question, most underrated character, I think. They meet up with Kate Kane, just not as Batwoman. And that, that they were going to this warehouse that they find out that belongs to Kate, Kate Kane. And that, that there was they were looking for this guy named Whisper. I believe they find him a little bit later. And um, basically question and, and Renee get in some trouble. And then Batwoman basically comes and, and saves him because they were about to die. And then Ralph goes to the shed, finds out that his wife Sue is missing. His wife died in past later or past issues. And then um, you find out that whoever took the costume put the costume on a mannequin that looks like his like his wife and then it ends like you just see his wife's suit in a mannequin some creepy ass shit but hey jeff jeff john was on to something grant morrison even though the new 52 series wasn't really for me but still thought this was the coolest you to have 52 number 11 sam we're gonna lead right into your pick of the week pick of the week actually i don't know if you you remember this movie it was called crawl yeah, dude, of course it do. So, the movie with the Gators? Yeah. That's just, it just came out. Dude, saw it. It had a $13.5 million, $13. million budget. It already made over $60 million worldwide. Basically, I think there was only 10 actors on IMB in the entire movie. But the main two, it was Kayla Skoldolaro. She was in um, The Maze Runner. She was played the one of the chicks that was in The Maze Runner. And, and Barry Pepper was her dad. Who Barry Pepper was you know, 61. He played... Roger Maris, he was in um, that war movie, um, Saving Private Ryan. I thought they were great, directed by Alexandre Ajaya. He did Horns, that Daniel Radcliffe movie. I never saw it, but he did Piranha 3D also. But, dude, I thought this movie was freaking awesome. Like, it, it had, the alligators looked great. It kept, had suspense. Like, you didn't know who was going to die yet. And you're thinking, is there one alligator, is there two, is there 20? Like, you don't just don't know what's going to happen. I thought Barry Pepper did great. She did excellent because she's basically in every damn scene in the movie. And it had a couple of moments where definitely some, like, sending showing the love to Jaws. Because, like, I think there's one scene, like, it just it ripped right out of Jaws. Just because it, it, this scene popped up. And I remember as a kid being freaked out when it happened. And basically, like, the same shit happened with the alligator. And I was like, damn, that was awesome. Quick, it was 85 minutes long. Does it, it was have like, to do with uh, they're in the water and then something just pops out? No. No. But, I mean, I think that does happen, but it's not the scene I'm thinking. It, it, it just, a boat is what I'm referring okay, to. Gotcha. That, that's all I'll say there. But, again, it was, it was a movie, 85 minutes long. They're in Florida. Um, they're getting hit by, like, a like a Category 5 hurricane. Bless you. Ooh, excuse me. Bless you. And they're, they're flying, she finds her dad's hurt in the basement. So she goes in to find her dad. And just this this quick hour and 20 minute little adventure. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, that was actually awesome. Check out Crawl. Definitely worth it. I am like torn like a bitch between three things that I've, I found this new band that I'm fucking obsessed with. And I'm playing this game that I've wanted to say for a month now. That's been my pick of the week. But I'm just not there yet. I'm not there yet. But... I'm going with the TV show this week because the TV show only has three more weeks to go until it's over until next year. And I did it last year for one of my picks of the week, but it was a different team going hard knocks. This year okay, they're yeah. going with yeah. the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. So you get a look into John Gruden, uncensored, behind the scenes. You get a look at Antonio Brown, yep. uh, traded from the Steelers to the Raiders in the offseason. You get Derek yep. Carr. You know, I... 
what what a lot of people are down we're two episodes in now a lot of people are down on this season because it it's either too formulaic or they know what to say by now and they know what not to say blah 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 like what do you want of course they're not going to go yeah in week one for our first play we're going to go spider two double y banana like they're not going to do that it's just for the entertainment factor but what i think the season does lack where last season like soared last season they did the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns the number one overall draft pick was Baker Mayfield. It's the first time a number one pick was ever featured on the show. So the show really centered around Baker Mayfield and his battle to become the starting quarterback with Tarod Taylor. Yeah. But then it also had Devin Kajuse, and it had uh, Carl Nassib, and all these other guys on the show that really made you want to watch for yeah. the people and root for them to make the team. So far this year, it's been John Gruden, Derek Carr, eight, uh, Antonio Brown, and Keelan Doss. Keelan Doss, undrafted rookie, uh, wide receiver, scored a touchdown in his first preseason game in his hometown. So really cool story there. Yeah. But there's not a lot of cool – like the, the, we haven't really found the players to root for that we're like, oh, man, we, we hope he makes the team yeah. just yet. I get it because there's drama with Antonio Brown and his feet getting fucking frostbit yeah. and then his helmet issue, all the bullshit yeah, drama D the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really kind of dominating Raiders camp right now. So I'm hoping in these last three episodes they kind of turn it around and give us like, player spotlights and like let us in on the players that maybe we've never heard of that we want to root for. We love the underdog. We're a human being. Um, but it's still so well produced yeah. and so well edited. They do it all up until the day it comes out. This shit that drops on Tuesday morning comes out Tuesday night at ten. Yeah. There's literally thirty plus NFL films, uh, photog- I'm sorry, uh, camera people there, d- uh, documenting this training camp, dude. And then they're all sending footage. God bless the editing team. Yeah, like, they just they do so. I would hate good. that job. It reminds me of South Park, man, where you're crunching out an episode so quickly. Fast. Yeah. And I I got so much love for the Hard Knocks. Uh, crew comes on Tuesday nights at 10 on HBO uh, Eastern time. I cannot wait. Now, so far I'm 0 for 2 staying awake. Uh, I watched both of them uh, three or four in the morning the next day, yeah. uh, which is not great to do when you have work the next day, but I loves me some hard knocks. Wonderful show. If you're a sports fan, if you like to go behind the scenes, if you've never heard of it, I don't know if how you'd be a football fan and have not heard of hard knocks. Most people have, but this, I like this season because I'm just such a hard knocks nerd. So uh, definitely pick of the week for me there. Again, a quick reminder, leave us a rating and review. It's the cheapest and easiest way to help the show grow. Go on iTunes, hit search, type in our podcast name, hit the five star, four star, three star, whatever you feel the show deserves, but make sure to leave us a comment because that's, what's going to help the show grow. We really appreciate it. This was episode 148. We'll be back next week with episode 149.